What's mm -hmm. the biggest problem in sales? The problem that you don't know you have. Because mm -hmm. if you don't know what your problem is, you don't know how, how to fix it, it or how yeah. to solve it, right? So typically with clients coming from those other programs, and I, I'm sure those guys are great, okay? I don't know everything about them. So mm -hmm. I, I love, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. Of course. I love everybody, what they do. But our clients would say that in those type of programs, they're taught that they need to do all the work. They need to do all the selling. They need to do all the persuading. They need to overcome their objections. They need to push, they need to pressure to close the deal. Whereas what we would train salespeople, and this comes from my behavioral science background, the way the brain works, is we want to teach people how to get the prospects to do all the work, how to get the prospects to sell themselves, how to get the prospects to internally persuade themselves, how to get the prospects to overcome their own objections and pull you in. When you learn those type of skills, selling becomes pretty stress-free, extremely profitable mm -hmm. and something that you just don't burn out. You know, I, I find in high pressured sales tactics, even if a salesperson can make 200,000 a year, they just never last. They just burn out because mm -hmm. of all the emotional rejection they go through and the fighting and arguing and rebuttals. And it's just, it goes against human nature. It just goes the way uh, the brain works. Like we're not wired to be like that mm -hmm. as human beings. And so you would say like you're going from a traditional sales where it's like us versus them type of perspective. I'll tell you exactly to, how it is. Yeah, please tell so me. So most sales training teaches you that selling is adversarial. Yep. You against the prospect, trying to win them over, manipulate them, push and pressure so you can make a commission. That's what average salespeople do. Mm -hmm. I hate to say that. <laughs> that's what average salespeople do. If you want to be a top 1% salesperson that's earning hundreds of thousands of dollars in commissions, if not millions in commissions, mm -hmm. as an employee, you have to start viewing sales as being collaborative. You working with the prospect, you help them find and solve problems to get them where they want to be. And when you take that approach, you learn the right questions, learn how to develop and use your tone in different situations to get the prospect to open up and want to engage, they will always buy from you because they feel like you understand their unique situation over anybody else. Are they going to feel like the pushy, high-pressure salesperson understands their unique situation? No, because no. they feel like you're just trying to sell them something so you can make money. It's just, it's just if a salesperson does that to you, you do the same thing. It's just human behavior 101. But if they feel like you understand them, and the way they feel you understand them is by helping them you ask the right questions that helps them get to see what their real situation is. A lot of people talk about you got to build a gap. Well, the problem is, I agree, but if you can't help the prospect understand what their real situation is, how do you build a gap to where they want to go if they don't they know don't where know they're where really at? And most prospects do not know their real situation. They might have an idea that they have a problem, but they don't know how bad the problem really is. They don't understand the depth of the problem. And they don't especially understand the consequences of what happens if they don't do anything about solving the problem. Now, with what we train salespeople is how to build that gap from where they are current state mm -hmm. to where they want to be their objective state okay what's the gap the gap is only determined these are the problems that your questionability allows them to find that they didn't even realize they had that we talk about becoming a problem finder and a problem solver rather than a product pusher yep. so problem finding is simply going in asking certain questions with the right tone that allows that prospect to internalize problems they didn't understand or realize they have where they internalize it. Mm -hmm. You're not externally trying to persuade them through pressure because that wears off. When you leave, that's why high pressure salespeople have a lot of cancels, a lot of chargebacks, a lot of unhappy customers. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I'd hate to do all that. That's just a lot of work yeah. for me. I'd rather just have people internalize it, persuade themselves where it's their idea 
So they just view, it's like their idea and they showed you who was boss by buying from you and you get paid a big commission. Yeah. And to that point, since we implemented your training, yeah. share rates increased, um, refunds have gone down and everything you just mentioned is happening within so our organization as well. So you're saying there's a chance that the training works. Just possibly. A, a slight Maybe. chance. Just going out on a limb. Yeah. Okay. And so how did you learn this? Was yeah. did, Were you influenced by other sales trainers out there? Or like, when did the light bulb start to turn on for you? Well, here's the thing that I always ask salespeople. You know, when I'm doing a keynote or something, because a lot of salespeople buy in this myth that salespeople are born salespeople. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, mm -hmm. shoot me. Okay, and I always ask everybody, somebody raise your hand. Raise your hand, the audience, if you were born with out of your mother's womb with advanced questioning skills. <laughs> Everybody's like this. Yep. Raise your hand if you were born out of your mother's womb with advanced tonality skills. Everybody's like this. Raise your hand if you were born with advanced objection handling and prevention skills. Everybody's like this. Oh, so what you're saying to me is you had to acquire those skills. You had to learn those skills. So the saying of people are born, a natural born salesperson is not really reality. And people mm -hmm. are like, it's like a revelation. Like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I just thought you were born yeah, with the gift of the gift. Selling ice to Eskimos, I, yeah, and all like, that type of stuff. Yeah, see, and I wouldn't yeah. sell ice to an Eskimo because I'd sell them a warm coat. I'd sell them like really big yep. boots. I'd sell them like a, uh, you know, like a warmer home because that's what they need. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just, it's an interesting concept. But um, I started, so my background in, in college is behavioral science and human psychology. That's okay. where it really started for me because I started learning from, and I was telling Ryan this earlier, I started learning from my professors that the most persuasive way to communicate was over here. One of them was uh, a guy named Robert Caldini. I don't know if okay. you've ever read his book, uh, Persuasion or mm, yep. Influence. Mm -hmm. He's like one of the leading behavioral science in the United States. He's teach, head of behavioral science at Arizona State University. So my professors were saying, hey, the, way, the best way to communicate is here, getting the prospect to pull you in. The sales trainers in their books and programs I was reading in my like, early 20s when I got my first sales job were saying it was over here. It was like completely opposite approaches. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? The experts are saying here, but my behavioral science, the way the brain works, they're mm -hmm. saying it's here. So I'm like, how do I take this theory of behavioral science? Because mm -hmm. there was no training product from behavioral scientists. Like, here's the right questions to ask. Here's the right tone. If they say this, you're going to ask this. You're going to, you know, when you get upset with somebody, you're going to put your hand on your chest to show them that you're disappointed, not mad instead of going like, see, there was no like mm. body language or, yeah. you know, tonality training or the right questions. So I'm like, how do I take what I'm learning here that theory and wrap it into a sales process with the right structure, the right questions, the right tone, the right body, you know, the body language has to be there. Um, and that's what I did. I developed a methodology called NEPQ. It stands for Neuro Emotional Persuasion Questioning. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the time I retired, many years before, I think probably 12 years in, uh, I was ranked, I don't remember what it was, I think it was number 44, 45 in the world, highest paid uh, salesperson in any industry. How do they uh, by the Direct Selling it? Association. Nice. They, okay. they track yeah. it from your 1099s or mm -hmm. W-2s. You there have you to go. prove it. You can be like, yeah. oh, I make all this money. <laughs> they actually go through your tax returns and your W-2s, and they call the, your company you work for to confirm. Mm -hmm. So and I was making all the way up to about $3 million a year in income just as a salesperson working for a company. Yeah, which company was that? Which, like? the, which the IRS took like half of that. Of course, anyways. right. Um, so I had I was in four different industries, uh, okay. two B2C and two B2B. The B2C industries I sold in, the first one was door-to-door -door sales. I sold alarm systems. Nice. Like while I was in college yeah. and the, I was in summer programs, mm -hmm. Utah was going to school. That's where I started started learning these skills that I'm talking about now. 
Uh, then I moved in. That was about four or five years I did that. And then I moved into my mid to late 20s. I moved into uh, B2B sales. I was selling uh, debt relief services to SMB type of companies, mm-hmm. some enterprise, so B2B sales. And then after a really successful career there, about five, six years, I got into network marketing mm. and crushed that. I'm still, yeah. I'm actually still in the MLM Hall of Fame. Really? I was only in that industry for four years. Yeah. I'm in the top 250 earners of all time. Mm-hmm. And I was only in for four years. But I knew, not only knew how to recruit people to mm-hmm. get them to want to change their situation, but then I taught them how to duplicate that process. And my downlines were like, like within a year. Yeah. So I made a lot of money there. And then my last three and a half years, I sold high ticket sales, like e-commerce, like 30 to 50 grand mm-hmm. events and stuff like that. Uh, and that was more B2C plus a little bit of B2B there too. There's a little bit nice. more small business B2B. Yeah. So those okay. are the industries I sold in. 